And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. You know, Matt, it's 2020 and I was thinking being like, oh, you know, maybe I should try out some different intros for this one for a new year. Like, oh, uh, welcome to the comic multiverse where we always throw a coin to our witcher. You know, <laughs> oh, welcome to the comic multiverse. This is the way. And then I'm thinking like, nah, I'll never be able to keep that fresh and current. Who do I think I am? Uh, <laughs> welcome to the comic multiverse where Joel's camera is always a problem. I don't know. Why is it only ever when we're doing a show together? It's never when I do it on my own. I know. It's never when I do yeah. anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's always this. It's the damnedest, damnedest thing. Again, do I need to upgrade to a new one? Do we need to have a Kickstarter, get Joel a better camera? It's, it's a Logitech. It, it was a really good one when I got it. Same with mine. Mine's a Logitech. I've had mine for years. Never changed it. I think you and I have the same one. I think when you become a video podcaster streamer, this is part of like the starter kit. You get this, you get a blue <laughs> Yeti, you get a gamer chair, you get it all together, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't have a blue Yeti. I, I, I splurged and got a Rode microphone. Bit better quality. I have a i have a very nice mic that a fan was cool enough to get me it's a condenser mic but i need an actual amp to run it that's how powerful <laughs> it is and i haven't been able to afford the amp yet i'm working <laughs> on it but you know <laughs> so uh so how you been matt since last we spoke yeah pretty good pretty good i i got out to see a couple of movies this this week i saw that new underwater movie uh which was oh yeah i heard that was actually pretty solid for a movie that came out in fuck you it's january it's not too bad it's it's no oscar contender but it's not too yeah. bad and i i'm a sucker for like Sometimes. giant giant monster underwater kaiju stuff so yeah Natural. I mean, alien pastiches. That happens sometimes, too, with these movies where, you know, it's it's not always studios dumping their garbage in January. Sometimes it's dumping the movies they don't understand or don't have any faith in. Mm -hmm. And that underwater movie was clearly shelved for a number of years because T.J. Miller is in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he's in it for about 20 minutes, so. Uh, is he the first guy who gets killed? No, he's not. A black man is the first one to get killed because it's a horror film because it's a horror movie and naturally oh thank you party pug i just saw that come across the thing <laughs> is that a blazing fire behind matt i don't know matt is that no. the sun or is that just that's that that's just my led lights behind my tv okay it could easily be mistaken everyone. but for a fire in this current climate <laughs> matt you should really you should really milk that where it's like look you see that behind me it looks like an led light but it's actually the blazing australian fires you need to give me bits i'm just trying to i'll turn oh no it's a fire now because it's red <laughs> yeah really uh what uh what other movies uh did you see uh what else did i see i i, I saw that that um uh was it jay and silent bob reboot Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple clips of that. There. What? What did you say on Twitter? What was your Twitter review? It, Man, this movie is just one cameo after another. It is. It's just these two characters that shouldn't be in a movie anymore, just walking from one scene to another. Where there's, hey, that's Ben Affleck. Hey, that's Matt Damon, and we'll move to the next scene. That I, I tell you what, though, the 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 Ben Affleck scene was pretty hilarious. He makes a Martha joke that's what everyone tells me and then at the same time too i'm stopping and thinking about it. i'm like well the first jay and silent bob was a giant self-referential cameo fest as well and from the clips i see they're actively making fun of the fact that they shouldn't be movies anymore and don't they like cast kevin smith as the de facto villain this time around he's not really he's he's like the um uh the cliche shitty hollywood director like the hollywood version of of 
of uh, uh, Kevin Smith. But yeah, yeah, it's like the first film, but with more nepotism. Which, I mean, again, sure, why not? I mean, they do make a ne- like... nepotism joke, but it comes too late in the film to be funny. Oh, that's a shame. Again, you know, I don't hate Kevin Smith as much as I used to when it's just like, you know, oh, you know he's uh, he's such a wasted opportunity. Mm-hmm. He could have been great. Now it's more like, nah, he's just kind of more of a podcaster like me now, isn't he? And, you know, he makes the movies he wants to make for the audience that wants to see them, and I mm-hmm. kind of got to respect him for that. Yeah, he's got, he's found his niche. He's found it, and he does really good TV episodes every so often. <laughs> he's actually had a great career renaissance as a uh what is it as a tv writer and also a thank you party pug too i saw you come down and thank you yeah. heavy as well seeing all those coming down the pipeline uh, again i'm sure it's only a matter of time before he uh, directs another uh cw episode i wonder if he'll finally get to direct arrow now because apparently they don't uh they never wanted him to direct one of those well arrow's finishing they'd have to direct one of those uh uh one of the spin-off episodes if that actually succeeds black canary and the so-and-so which makes me laugh so hard because it's like dude even if you don't like kevin smith as a writer director like he wrote green arrow man he wrote the book that's what i don't understand why they didn't want him doing an an arrow episode like this guy wrote like a really damn good green arrow story you've used characters and stuff from his run (laughs) in your thing (laughs) but hell that's so weird but you know i'm not i'm not gonna dig up old stuff with arrow in fact uh, hey speaking of cw what is it next tuesday uh we get our big crisis finale tomorrow actually as we record this right because we record it late sunday night and it's you know it's the future where matt is everyone (laughs) gotta get back there we gotta get back to that future uh well was that it did you see any other movies um what else did i see uh i I was gonna go see 1917 but that i didn't get a chance to see that um what else did i see did we talk about uncut gems have you seen that yet oh yeah no i saw that i saw that like a couple of days after it came out it was brilliant fantastic oh Oh, it's fucking dope as hell isn't it gonna be weird when we all say academy award nominee for best actor adam sandler (laughs) it'd be even better for academy award winner for winner. best actor adam sandler <laughs> from the maker of zach or uh, from was it uh from the maker of uh, what is it the ridiculous six and sandy wexler <laughs> i did best see actor. i did see an interview i think it was for the golden globes with him and brad pitt where they just sit down and sort of interview each other they had such a good rapport i'd like i love a film with them together <laughs> my uh, my review of of, uh what is it of uncut gems when i saw it again i put this up on twitter so maybe you've heard or seen it already but is basically i've never done cocaine before in my life but i can only assume <laughs> the manic energy and feelings that you feel watching that movie is what it's like to be on coke 24 7 oh yeah, adam samlin never stops no they literally drop you in the movie they don't even tell you his name right away no. and you just see all this stuff introduced to you and you just follow him on this day that just never fucking stops yeah and uh, the best thing as well i was reading about the the, uh, the directors who made it a lot of the people who who were in like like the fedex guy and just like people around them are actual people who work in the diamond district oh that's pretty good they did feel very uh what's the word very authentic yeah that was a really good one. Like I said, it's a total coke high until you come down from it at the end and it hits you so fucking hard. Oh yeah, like, I did yeah, not expect that ending. I did not. I, I thought, oh, he's won the won the, the bet. He's going to like pay off his debt and everything. I'm like, oh crap, that's not exactly what happens at all. 
my favorite thing about that movie is again because they don't tell you anything right away and you got to figure it out as it goes along (laughs) (laughs) that one of the loan sharks after him for money is his friggin brother-in-law yeah yeah like when when that that find out i'm like oh wow this is really interesting they just didn't bother like explaining any of that that's really cool you figure it out at a point and i'm like man that's gotta suck if you're a degenerate gambler and one of your uh, loan sharks is your brother-in-law. That means yeah. you're never getting away, and he always knows where you are. <laughs> but yeah, Uncut Gems is great. Everyone, go go see Uncut Gems at some point. It's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I guess from there we can hop into uh, was into the news this week. We had no other old business. No, no. Yeah. I'm just trying to work on stuff on my end. I want to get a new episode of the story so far up because I've made new thumbnails for it. And that's that's creatively how I kick myself in the ass. If I make myself a nice new <laughs> thumbnail, I'm like, man, that's great. Now I got to actually attach a video to this. <laughs> yeah, you did it on Batman Universe, which you finally read. Finally did. I Again, I had just enough room this week to be like, all right, time to go back and read something from 2019. It's really good. You were totally right about it. I cannot believe that is the same Brian Michael Bendis who's been stinking up Superman and everything else. Yeah, now you got to do the Tom King up in the sky Superman book. That's next. I will I will keep you all up to date on that. I made that thumbnail too, so all the more reason <laughs> I need to do it. Uh, but yeah, I guess from there we can hop into the news this week. And there was actually quite a lot of happenings this week, Matt. This was a fairly uh, eventful week, all things considered. Yeah, kind kind of sad news, though, on a lot of these things. Absolutely. Uh, again, it's going to be a little Marvel slanted, but I promise there's DC stories here, too. Uh, I guess the big piece of news that everyone's still digesting and digging through right now, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness lost its director. Yeah, just out of nowhere just uh, out of nowhere apropos of nothing and i can only assume to the, the the articles i read haven't been talking about this but i'm assuming they're a package deal they lost the director which means they're also gonna lose his friend the writer c robert cargill who wrote the first doctor strange i imagine they're probably gonna lose him too on the project yeah well i think maybe the the script is already written because like the movie starts shooting in i think it was august or april or something that's that's another thing. Apparently there's like some major timetable issues on this because this movie has to coincide with that WandaVision show. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they think that may have been one of the contributing factors as to why the director whose name is escaping me at the moment. And Scott I don't know Derrickson. Why. Scott Derrickson, thank you. That Maybe that's one of the reasons Derrickson dropped out because he felt put under the gun and put under pressure to be like, okay, not only do you have to make a movie, but you got to kick in the turbos to make this movie Mm -hmm. because it's part of a bigger multimedia project with this new show. Then there's the fact that like, he's a horror director and like, we've been heard that this film will feature horror scenes. It's not a horror film, but it'll feature horror scenes. And maybe he wanted to do a bit more of that because that's like his wheelhouse and he's really good at it but maybe they wouldn't Seems let him super excited about it. Yeah. And I, I know he put a tweet out not too long ago where he said something about deadlines being the, I don't know, cancer of creativity or something along those yeah. lines. So I'm, I'm having to think that that's what this is about. Naturally. And, you know, because this is the inter- internet age too, everyone has an interview to point to, to be like, Oh, this is the problem right here. This is what started. I think it was at Comic-Con 
when he was talking all excited about the movie. It's like, oh, yeah, it's going to be a horror movie. You know, we're going to push the envelope a little bit more. It's going to be scarier. Only to have have Kevin Feige, like, uh, a couple rows down, pipe up and say, but it's going to be PG-13, though. Where it's like, ooh, that's like, friggin' hold your horses, know your place, sir. That was the thing. Feige kept, like, reiterating that it's got to have horror elements in it, but it's not a horror film, so don't go in. And he just kept saying that and kept saying that, well, Mm -hmm. Scott Derrickson was saying, no, it's it's a horror film. Which, which feels a little rough because it's like, come on, guys, I already made you one movie your way <laughs> for this sequel. Let me have some fun and, you know, stretch my legs and, you know, put a little of my own personality on it. Because, again, I enjoy Doctor Strange enough, but it wasn't really my favorite Marvel movie. I think I've maybe only I can count the number of times I've watched it on one hand. And I think one of my problems with it is, is that, you know, it did play it kind of safe and it did play yep. it a little close to the chest. I would have liked it to get a little even more experimental and a little bit more out there. And it's a shame that again, you know, they had to, they had to split up because of irreconcilable creative differences. Yeah. He is staying on as an executive producer though, which is, I guess like maybe he could come back for the third one or something. Yeah, there you go. And I guess as with any situation like this, the question then becomes uh, who, who do you think could possibly replace him? You know, who is in the Disney machine right now, who they could uh, tap for this one. I don't know. Eh? With such like a tight deadline, they'd need someone to come on. Like, like they'd have to have someone already on, on the film. They just haven't announced it to be able to like, get it all ready to get set for that deadline to actually meet that deadline. Brett Rat. <laughs> <laughs> Call up Ron Howard. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Ron Howard, hey man, you've saved uh, similarly, uh, <laughs> what is it, Cursed Productions. You can come on in and help us out, can't you? I said it won't happen because he's busy with other films, but I'd like to see David F. Sandberg. Mm, guy yeah, who, the fun. guy who directed Shazam. And made some very scary scenes in Shazam too, which is what blows me away when they're like, oh yeah, you know, creative differences, maybe he wanted it to be too scary. I'm like, well, Shazam was pretty scary in parts too, and that was like PG-13. You mean you don't, you you can't even have anything as scary as that? That's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a weird content thing, but all right. There you go, Party Uh, party Park says, Martin Scorsese. Yes. (laughs) Yes, because he loves, he loves all of these movies and would happily (laughs) throw his hat into the ring for the culture is what yes. he would do he's like you know what? don't don't even pay me i'm doing it for the culture is what he would say <laughs> man that uh, that interview that's going around the internet of him when again i don't know why they keep asking him questions about superhero movies but he basically comes in and says look i don't care if it's marvel or dc fuck them both <laughs> boy it's because like it's that gets that easy clicks on these websites so you'll never believe what Martin Scorsese says he says about this film. You'll never believe what he said this time. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the last three times, and I did believe it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, I I hope they get someone cool and interesting uh, for Doctor Strange. And obviously, this is big news because for the most part, when Marvel says they're going to make a movie with a person, they make it. You know, you can count. Again, the people who didn't end up uh, making their movies, uh, again, on one hand, because it happens yeah. so rarely. Yeah, it's not something that, yeah, happens often. And, yeah, there's, like, what, like, Patty Jenkins, Edgar Wright, and I think that's, like, the only those, two I can think of off the top of my head. Two. And, again, for similar creative reasons is what it ultimately came down to. 
And uh, I mean, I, I guess good on Derrickson too for you know sticking to his guns and being like, no, I'd like to make this one my way, and mm-hmm. if I can't. I'll go elsewhere. I already made one Doctor Strange. I can understand having your hands tied creatively a little bit the first time out and being like, well, it's good to say I directed a Marvel movie because everyone in Hollywood wants to direct a Marvel movie or star or write or what have you. Yeah, and again, like I totally understand how, like, because he, he as you said, like this ties into WandaVision and then probably something else. And then there's the sequel. And like all these things they got a balance in this film where he probably just wanted it just to be like a Doctor Strange film. Yeah. Well, you know, more more power to him wherever he goes. I'm I'm sure he'll be fine. Yeah. I'm sure we'll talk be talking about him sometime next year and he's directed a new cool horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, Sinister Four or whatever he's doing. Yeah, Sinister Four. Thank you for sinistering. <laughs> Sinister Four, the new batch. Sinister <laughs> Four, the new generation. <laughs> the secret of the sinister. Oh, there you go. Man, I love that game where it's like, how many time or how many uh, sequel subheadings can you get in there? Sinister Four, Revenge of Sinister. <laughs> uh, now, uh, moving on from there, we have another Marvel story with a uh, similarly. Uh, bit of production in disarray right now perhaps even more in disarray and that is the uh, hawkeye show which again feels like it should be so easy to get done so easy to make happen and yet now the show seems to be uh, delayed indefinitely is the word i was hearing yeah well i heard it's delayed indefinitely but then after that reports came out that said that it's not so it's very confusing very confusing um yeah, we obviously don't know why. Maybe something to do with that whole Jeremy Renner thing that happened. I've yeah. heard people say it's because they haven't narrowed down who their Kate Bishop will be. Um, I mean, was it going to be Haley Steinfeld? Were well, they certain about that? That she she keeps saying like she's not doing it, but uh, mm. that could be just like one of those negotiation tactic thingies. I'm holding out for more money. People already got excited for me. Now give me more money. <laughs> yeah. And as well, I'm I'm not too concerned if this show's on hold definitely because it was the last one announced, I believe. So yeah. it's, it's still got a ways to go before it gets into production. That's true. I mean, you know, I'm a Hawkeye fan. I'm a Kate Bishop fan. I would have liked to have seen this Matt Fraction stuff brought to life. Mm-hmm. But I can wait a little bit longer. I mean, really, giving Hawkeye a show, giving Black Widow a movie feels like kind of a, like a bit of housekeeping from the first decade of the marvel universe where it's like well it's only right that we give them their moment yeah again you know we waited this long but that's fine uh again i think it's so funny that you know if if and again i don't know this is all rumor and conjecture that you know the uh jeremy renner uh ex-wife gun controversy uh if that ended up being true and that is the reason that they've stalled on this and whatever it's so funny where it's like no no we need renner to be hawkeye in this why <laughs> so we can pass the torch to another hawkeye <laughs> we need him here so it doesn't have to be him anymore <laughs> yeah this is the like, whole again, point like, of that show <laughs> that's the whole point and i'm sure whoever is working on this is just like freaking hitting their head <laughs> off the concrete where it's like and the funny workarounds where it's like okay can we cg him in can we like recut uh some some <laughs> other scenes that he's been in to make it look like he's there when he's not uh, can we can we get him to literally call in his lines from rehab or wherever he is <laughs> listen kate i'm clint barton i'm calling you on the phone and we'll only be calling you on the phone <laughs> from here on out 
look, can we go to whatever, you know, like celebrity halfway house or rehab or wherever he may have ended up? Can we just like go there and film Hawkeye wherever he is? <laughs> he's he got like the, 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 the like video conference. He's got like the ankle bracelet on. He's got the, uh, the orange jumpsuit. And <laughs> there you go. Look, we'll just write it into the story. Look, Hawkeye ended up going to jail for, I don't know, completely unrelated reasons. <laughs> And we needed to work it out. <laughs> <laughs> and again, too, where it's like, you know, is, is anything else really jockeying for Jeremy Renner's time? Because I couldn't imagine what else it was. As far as I knew, him and his business partner actually made the bulk of their money in Hollywood real estate. And he just kind of acted on the side. Yeah, he's like a home renovator or something. Yeah, he's got like a bunch of really good Hollywood real estate that he like uh, bought really cheap and flipped really good. And, you know, this uh, this whole Avengers gig was just kind of gravy, which is why it always surprised me more that they didn't get him for more cameos. I'm like, well, why doesn't he just show up more often? <laughs> he, he also had, I think it's closed down now, but he had like an app as well, a Jeremy oh. Renner app. <laughs> you got to look up videos. I can't remember who did it, but these two guys did like a, like a review, like had a look at the app and it... It was basically Instagram where the only user was Jeremy Renner. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of hilarious. Man, and you, know, and you had to pay money as well to like get Ooh. like, uh, I guess it's like Twitch, like bits sort of thing <laughs> to like comment Man. and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Instagram sucks, but the Jeremy Renner Instagram app is much better. <laughs> yeah. I think it got closed down because of like, I don't know, sexual predators or something. No, isn't there always sexual predators ruin everything? <laughs> quote, quote from the comic multiverse. You can put on the back of something. <laughs> you can, you can take that one to the bank. The money bank is where you can take that one. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more about this Hawkeye show as it happens. It's a, it's a bit of a bummer, but also, yeah, you can kind of understand why. But also, it's okay because they can basically put on this show whenever. And I don't imagine they were putting any particular world-building stuff in the Hawkeye show. Minus Kate Bishop, of course, should they want to make a Young Avengers team or whatever. Yeah, well, I think that was like the thing. Like, Kate Bishop will appear here and then in later films she'll show up. And I think yeah. that that was basically all the tie-in that that, that show was going to do. Yeah, which again, I, I'm sure, you know, hurts their timetable. Because I'm sure they're just like, yeah, we need to get in. We need to do that. Yeah. Uh, Tev Tevia being Chicken Little right now. Uh, what is there? Is uh, is the MCU dying? No, no. They have several new projects coming out that are <laughs> yeah. going to make a ton of just money. Just because two it's things are mucking up doesn't mean... That's the thing. That's the thing I've been hearing like over the last couple of days. Because of these two things, the MCU is now dying. It's 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 dying off. It's, it's, it's finished. It's not. No way. They... they they ran a well-oiled machine for over a decade and are now running into the regular kind of uh, Hollywood pitfalls mm -hmm. that everyone runs into. It's just big news because they're not used to this sort of thing happening. Yeah. If this was to happen, like, after Iron Man 1, then I would say yeah. it's probably faltering. But, yeah, it's not. I mean, come on. Uh, what is it? Flash has had how many directors already? Oh, like, I want to say six, seven. Hmm. What about that Gambit movie, Matt? When's the Gambit movie coming out? <laughs> somewhere somewhere they're still working on that Gambit movie. Somewhere. Yeah, Channing Tatum. 
just sitting by the phone. Any day now, they're going to call me. Any day now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's actually a really good segue. Speaking of the Gambit movie that's never coming out, let's talk about that last X-Men movie that actually is coming out, and that is New Mutants. It had a trailer this week, and it had a little more stuff as well. It had a trailer that was actually pretty good. Yeah, I thought so, too. I put off watching it for the longest time because, again, I was just so, like, indifferent to New Mutants. I'm like, who the fuck cares? It's not going to amount to anything. It's not going to be connecting to anything. I already have to see enough superhero stuff just so I'm up on the lore and continuity. Why am I going to see an extra one that doesn't matter? But I did end up seeing it because for like a hot minute there on the internet for like 15 minutes, everyone was like, oh, uh, Marvel announces that uh, New Mutants will be how they uh, get the X-Men into the MCU only to have to print a retraction and be like, oh, no, sorry, that's a typo. They actually meant the opposite of that. <laughs> yeah it, it never was gonna be never was yeah no because no, why on earth would disney marvel who has run everything on their own put this through a movie that got re-edited a dozen times and got shelved it makes no sense that being said if they do when they eventually do bring the mutants in and stuff i would like to see the the woman who plays magic in this film taken over because really she looks exactly good. like magic from the comics even her attitude is pretty solid too yeah she is really good I'm, I'm glad you and i both agree on that one that she's fucking great and they even tease they're like oh yeah she's gonna get her sword she's gonna do the sword thing yeah lockheed was in the trailer as well yeah yeah as a uh, party pug in the chat says excited for the next trailer three years from now <laughs> yeah after the films come out yeah, see, <laughs> this that's is the thing a new about trailer <laughs> That's what they really need to do with New Mutants. They need to not release it. They just need to come out with a new trailer every three years and make this, like, the legendary <laughs> movie that's always coming out. <laughs> oh, God damn. That, that would actually get me to see it where they're like, no, 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 it's done. It's here. It looks all right, but you can't see it, though. <laughs> it's a mystery movie. Ooh, you know what they need to do? They need to, like... Uh, tour it around and have like big uh big events with it where it's like Ooh, one night only new mutants here in this parking lot well, you know what they do is they show like 20 minutes of the movie here then stop it and then play the next 20 minutes in another place and the next yeah. 20 until the whole thing and then you've got to like get together with your friends and be like okay what part did you see or what part did you it. and make the movie yourself <laughs> make it make it a traveling road show i agree <laughs> Make it, uh, make it like one of those augmented reality games where you can unlock the movie five minutes at a time. <laughs> Just get really fucking weird and cryptic with it. Yeah, you can unlock the movie if you scan this Mountain Dew barcode. There you go. Mountain Dew would be all over that. Do do like what Adult Swim does during April Fools, where it's just like, uh, oh, we're gonna play the room for twenty four hours, or like, oh, we're gonna play the first new episode of Rick and Morty or Too Many Cooks. Just be like, one day April Fools, Adult Swim, they just play the whole movie. <laughs> or it could be like what Sony did. I think it was a few years ago. They they had some some movie, some crappy rom com or something that was coming out, and they put a trailer up for it. Except it wasn't the trailer; it was the full film, and they put it up on yes, on heard. YouTube with that, and it was up there for a couple of hours before they noticed, and then they took it down. But it was already too late. <laughs> the the chat is saying there, why not release it on VHS only? Agreed, release it on outdated <laughs> <Betamax>. formats. <laughs> yeah, you got to dig up a VCR if you want to see it. I love that. <laughs> That's fucking sick yeah make people go to their local pawn shop to find vcrs and all the attachments you need to hook up a vcr to a new tv <laughs> i still have a vcr so i don't it doesn't matter to me 
I do too somewhere. It's not hooked up to anything, but I love that very, very much. Man, yeah, put it on Betamax. Exactly, Party Pug. Make it the Guns N' Roses Chinese democracy of films. When's it coming out? When it's done. Valve time. Look, tell you what, you can watch the new Mutants movie and then you can play Half-Life 3. <laughs> At the same time. There it's you this, go. It's, it, the movie leads into Half-Life 3. It does, actually, which is why it's taking them so long to come out with it. That's the real reason. <laughs> but yeah, New Mutants. I look forward to catching this on TV at some point in the future. When's it now slated to come out? April. Something like that. Sooner than you think. Yeah. Speaking of sooner than you think. <laughs> yes. Uh, we also, speaking of movie trailers, we got a new Birds of Prey trailer as well this week. You mean the Harley Quinn movie trailer? Uh, Har harley and her amazing friends yes that's that's what the movie is and i don't really care for it at all no uh, but they're also not even really hiding it at all even no. that this is just the harley quinn movie now and i'm like then why why did you call it the birds of prey i would actually have respected you more if you just called it the harley quinn movie or harley and friends yeah and just had these characters in it and then springboard them out into a birds of prey film yeah it's it's weird uh the trailer itself, uh, I will definitely give them this. This trailer had way more personality than any of those Suicide Squad trailers where it's just, oh, you you really want to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, and I'm going to say this because I have no basis to say this, but I just want to upset someone listening <laughs> later on. Uh, I reckon half of these scenes were all from the reshoots because we see Black Mask mm -hmm. in his mask, and before this trailer, we, we never do. saw it we do that's right even in the promotional material you yep. and mcgregor as black mass doesn't do the one thing and wear the one article of clothing he's supposed to yep and i guarantee you that was part of the reshoots yeah that's that's unfortunate i'm like so is he just gonna put it on at the end that's is what i think it's like the last on? 20 seconds or something you'll put it on uh it'll be just like those x-men costumes that actually looked pretty good at the end of that uh x-men <laughs> uh, don't remind me you'll never see again yeah i appreciate this movie having its own personality i thought it was fucking hilarious that they seem to kill off the jared leto joker in the trailer <laughs> yeah yeah he's not coming back he's busy playing morbius yeah that's right which apparently we'll be having a trailer tomorrow or something yeah very soon that's funny uh but yeah i mean it definitely had some personality they definitely seem to try to be doing the like jimmy palmiotti harley striking out on her own storyline which hilariously they're also doing in that very funny harley cartoon show right now yeah i i watched the first two episodes of that it's pretty funny it's pretty funny isn't it here's the thing matt those first two episodes are funny the next couple episodes actually start doing character work and they Ooh. give harley a show specific origin and i like the show origin more than the current comic version <laughs> that's that's the thing like 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 that her origin stuff in like like white knight uh stuff mm. like that like everything that's not canon quote unquote has a better origin than the actual canon origin of harley quinn <laughs> It's so weird, and it gets even weirder when you realize her solo series is also only, like, kind of in continuity. Yeah, it's only when it wants to be, really, sort of thing. They're doing this weird 50-50 thing with it. Uh, I know Tom Taylor was happy on Twitter because they had the uh, coat, hat, and uh, grenade launcher scene from Injustice. Yeah, yeah, they seem to be picking and choosing all these Harley scenes. Which to me, I'm like, oh, oh, it seems like they've actually read some comics. Holy shit. <laughs> there are allowed comics. 
Holy they shit. were allowed. <laughs> Uh, apparently, Margot Robbie read quite a few comics, which is why she wanted to do Birds of Prey in the first place, because she really liked the book Birds of Prey. Then why didn't she make a Birds of Prey film? This is a Harley Quinn I, film. Because she's because she's cast as Harley Quinn. That's why. <laughs> uh, thank you. I am the Q as well for following. I just saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the, the film look does look like it's got its own personality, but like some of the character choices are like the birds yeah. of prey and like like cassandra kane is like talking like a normal person and just like yeah, and there's obviously yeah. the the audience like surrogate which doesn't make much sense to me like why not yeah, just make it just a... like an original character i'm like you know it's funny it's like yeah this movie's filled with a lot of in-name only versions then i'm like well harley in a lot of ways was an in-name only version of her character and she ended up being a big success so they're just like look can we can we make lightning strike not once not twice but thrice <laughs> does that mean that she's going to start talking in the comics now and being just like this i hope not i mean i guess only time will tell <laughs> comic synergy it, it ruins shit Sometimes it really does. Sometimes it helps, like, resurrecting Iron Man and making him a triple-A character, and sometimes it's just like, hey, let's totally change the thing you like. Yeah. Yeah. But, man, that Harley cartoon is pretty funny. And I hope this is funny, too. I, I was surprised they got away with a cocaine joke in the trailer. That was pretty Yeah, that, that actually surprised me. I was like, oh, they got... I was surprised that's not, like, like Joker gas or Scarecrow venom or, or something. something. Yeah. Also, uh, Harley has at least one pet hyena, but instead of two named Bud and Lou after uh, Abbott and Costello, she has one hyena named Bruce, and I have to admit, that one did get a get a good laugh out of me. <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. But uh, yeah, that's the Harley movie. Again, I'm not yeah. going to call it Birds of Prey, because it is the Harley no. movie. Yeah, comes out in February. Could, yeah, yeah, could could go either way i actually imagine this one's gonna make a lot of money because oh, suicide squad despite everything it, made a lot of money. it'll be like exactly like joker it's got nothing to do with the joker but it made a lot of money because it's got the joker's name on it it's the same here because harley quinn is in there and is on the covers of stuff and everything although the difference between this and the joker is i feel that harley quinn won't stop and lecture me in the last 15 minutes yeah. of the movie and become a director surrogate yeah <laughs> so you know that's always fun uh <laughs> What else do we got going on here? Uh, oh, so some comic book news coming down the pipeline. Now they announced several new titles from Marvel that are going to be spinning out of the events of Outlawed. Uh, we're going to be getting a new Champions book from Eve Al Ewing, mm -hmm. uh, which makes sense because... Did I call her Eve Al Ewing? No, yeah. Eve Al Ewing. <laughs> Evil Ewing. Wow. Evil Ewing. <laughs> no, Eve like, Ewing. It's like, it's like, it's like Evil Lynn from uh, He-Man, the Masters yeah. of the Universe. <laughs> yes, uh, Eve L. Ewing. God, my brain just wanted to fucking auto-complete that. <laughs> it's even weirder. There's two Ewings at Marvel, and they're not related at all. Yeah, it's so strange. And they both ha had a turn on champions at one point. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's truly the damnedest. But uh, yeah, she's going to be taking over the main champions book makes a lot of sense considering that she's right she's the architect of this outlawed storyline uh what really gets me is you know we see the cover uh for uh this champions book and we see a couple of the other promotional images we've got the champions trinity miss marvel sam alexander nova and miles so they're gonna be fine by the end of outlaw that's mm -hmm. they're letting us that be known right away they're gonna be fine <laughs> also uh uh, Ewing talks about, oh, you know, I'm going to write Northgard, the Zub original character, and, you know, Riri, and she lists off, like, several characters. She does not mention Braun. 
Oh, really? He's kind of like the one who started all of this. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's true because in that incoming story, he leaves the Agents of Atlas to go back to the Champions, and I'm like, huh, that's a weird choice for them to move him so quickly, and then I'm like, oh, oh, they're going to kill him, aren't they? He's going to be the yeah. one who dies. And he's the reason that Senator was coming after all the younger heroes because of his rampage in New York. Yeah, I'm like, they're, they're going to hang this all on Amadeus Cho, aren't they? He's going to be <laughs> the one. He's going to be the speedball. I was just story. about to say that. I was just about to say that. <laughs> Which, I mean, all right, I mean, I think if you definitely did a popularity poll of all of the champions, he'd probably come up pretty low on the list. And also, like, look, we already have an earth-shaking, genre-redefining Hulk book in Immortal Hulk right now, mm -hmm. and Al Ewing doesn't want to do anything with Amadeus, so I guess he's, you know, he's cleared to be killed then. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the original Hulk is back. His book is selling really well and doing amazing things with the character. Get rid of this guy who was meant to take over him. Yeah. Also, too, it's like Amadeus Cho was a character before he was the Hulk, too. So maybe they're not even going to kill him. Maybe just, like, depower him or send him to jail or something. Yeah, so maybe something like separate him from the Hulk or something. Which, man, I like the idea of Amadeus Cho brawn prison drama. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, you send him to, like, the Raft or to, like, one of the uh, supervillain prisons and he's got to survive. Mm -hmm. Actually, speaking of heroes in prisons, uh, again, so that's the Champions book that's coming out. Also, New Warriors is coming back. Oh, and what's that? New Warriors has also been canceled because every version of the New Warriors has been canceled right on time. It's the same with like when I saw the Power Pack one. I'm like, wait, didn't didn't they just weren't they just in that Future Foundation book and it just got like immediately canceled? Yep. <laughs> yeah. These, uh, these two teams have terrible luck. Loyal fan base is terrible luck. That's what I don't understand. They they have, like, we have millions of fans, but ooh, like why why is the comic? canceled then like if it should be selling really well then some some teams are just like that i like to they're like okay so who we got every new warrior on this team and night thrasher has a new costume <laughs> gotta make him cool again does he does he have a new skateboard too have you found a way to make a That's skateboard same old intimidating one. he's got one same, of those he's old. got one of those um oh what do you call it you, you're like it's like those segways without the handle what are they called? Oh, yeah, yeah, a hoverboard. Yeah, he's got one of them. He's, he's got a hoverboard. I like it for the future because we're <laughs> in the future now. It's high-tech Night Thrasher. The, the one thing about New Warriors that really surprises me, and I wonder uh, how they're going to square this circle, as the chat is saying, uh, no Scarlet Spider on the team. No. And normally there always is some version of the Scarlet Spider. Maybe maybe he's the mystery character. Maybe he's like the stinger at the end. But also, Rage is on the team too, which is really surprising. Because do you remember the last time we saw Rage, Matt? I don't know. Uh, in Nick Spencer's Sam Wilson Captain America book, uh, Rage, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rage was getting hassled by dirty cops. And I think... He might have killed one accidentally or something. They were doing a whole thing about police brutality in the uh, black community, and he got, like, railroaded and sent to jail, and Sam Wilson couldn't help him. And it was, like, sadder than any death because it's like, oh, he was found guilty and sent to jail. How are they going to deal with this? I guess he's fine. I guess he's out now. <laughs> yeah, or they bust him out or something. I don't know. Again, or kind some... of proving that they, they should be outlawed if they're busting people out of prison. Or he's the vil or he's like sent after them, like you you or go something. after you go after these people and we'll cut your sentence down. 
will cut you a deal. But yeah, I thought I thought that was very interesting. Rage I always like because he's this big like brute strength guy, but he's a child. He just doesn't mm-hmm. look like a child. He's like he's like a weird inverse of Shazam. Yeah, yeah. But he always looks like adult. But uh, yeah, and then Power Pack, which admittedly uh, I know people like the Power Pack. I know very little about Power Pack actually. What? Well, yeah. I'm sure they were referencing that future foundation book or something, or like at least refer- brought up in that. And yeah, that book got canceled and I don't see this doing very well either. Yeah. The, uh, the only thing I know about power pack is that people really, uh, really enjoy them as characters. So, you know, everyone seems to have gotten a little something. So, you know, that's good. I'll definitely yeah. be checking out some of these for sure. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have going on here? Ooh, some DC news. Uh, that everyone I think will appreciate and it's something that we've been talking about here on the show no stop uh, Dan DiDio in a recent interview pledged no future DC black label book will be solicited until the time of shipping is certain yeah yeah of course mm-hmm. yeah maybe maybe you should have started with this one Dan as it seems that every black label book shows up late or sometimes not at all <laughs> yeah oh god uh, yeah I can see this. This is he's not gonna f- fulfill this problem. This there's gonna be like three jokers. Like that's gonna get that's already been solicited, and because yes. issue two issue two has been done, and I, I bet you issue three will be like like postponed or something. Because as well, I think it might have also been in this interview or maybe another one he gave at the same place. But he also was also talking about how like oh Doomsday Clock's like whole effect on the continuity was hampered by the um by the delays i'm like well, well you delayed it this is your fault yeah, also like it's also like no fucking shit man yeah we all put that together dog <laughs> it's like w- way to be right on the ball man yeah you, you didn't need to tell us what are you gonna do about it though because you basically just said yeah we had a whole year of stuff we couldn't get to and we were just making stuff up for a year while doomsday <laughs> clock finished it's very obvious <laughs> I mean, let's face Very. it, the last year, last year at DC really did feel like they were just making shit up. Yeah, especially in, like, the Superman stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. What a, What about Green Arrow's box? What was in the Green Arrow box? Remember yeah, that? That's when not... That was really important. And this is some, like, like, like fourth-hour sort of, like, last-minute thing in, that, in the next issue of uh, Justice League. It doesn't fucking matter at all. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of stuff from uh, earlier on in this uh, DC run where it's like, and what did that accomplish? Nothing. No. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, here's hoping they actually stick to their guns and make it happen. But like Matt said, I don't know. Yeah, it's the same with the, uh, was it 5G stuff? Apparently that stuff starts happening in the, uh, in Wonder Woman issue 750. Like that's where like that that new um, timeline starts to begin right i mean i guess that makes sense because they're rewriting everything to say how she was the first hero we even got a little taste of that at the end of doomsday clock as well yeah so uh, i don't know i mean we'll give it a chance i as everyone knows when dc retcon stuff it stays forever and never changes never never that's that, that that's always my thing about dc comics when they're like oh no they ruined it it's different now i'm like don't worry they'll change it back in five days that's years. why whenever i see people getting all up in arms about, about like like superboy being being uh changed into an adult i'm like it's not gonna stick around none of this stuff sticks around nothing nothing is permanent no comics are a roller coaster ride yeah. sometimes you're up sometimes you're down yep uh 
All right, then. So I guess with that, we can actually hop on over to what we read this week, and it feels like a little bit since we've talked about this. It has been a lot. And uh, this was a pretty good week. I was actually able to get through most of what I read, which I'm happy to say. So was I. Uh, I guess we should start with uh, Batman 86, which is James yeah. Tynan's big premiere. And I'm happy to talk about this one. Likewise. Yeah, this was a great book. Batman talked in full sentences. Wasn't that nice? A Batman who's a human being and relates to people in a normal, understandable human way? Yeah, it was great. He, he wasn't a weird alien. And also, hey, if you did like the Tom King run, then don't you fret because Tynan just doesn't come in and throw away everything that uh, King had built. He actually deals with the fallout. I would say quite expertly, Batman is still mourning the death of Alfred in a particular sad scene. He talks to Lucius and calls him Alfred by accident. Yep. Yep, still thinks Alfred is around. Yeah, he's uh, he's trying to do like a new urban uh, rejuvenation initiative. Apparently we find out in this issue that when Batman wasn't Batman, he had like some architectural uh, aspirations and that he would occasionally like draw on napkins a better city. Yeah, and th this feels like he's doing it for Alfred as well because Alfred, because yeah. he, kept, he kept saying how it was impossible but Alfred was the one who kept saying, no, it's not, you're Batman, you can do anything, nothing is impossible for you. As always, Bruce Wayne is spurred on by the death of a loved one to do new and different things. Yep. And I mean, he couldn't become double Batman after the death of Alfred. So <laughs> he, he could have could have put an extra cowl on and. Ah, uh, that'd be funny. He's wearing two capes. <laughs> I'm double Batman now. <laughs> All the flavor of original Batman, but double. <laughs> Uh, Catwoman is still sticking around too. In fact, uh, they they don't answer this question, but I feel like Tynan will answer it, and that is like, okay, Batman and Catwoman are together. They love each other. They got married. What does that mean for Selena Kyle and Bruce Wayne? Because Selena Kyle is like, you know, schmoozing rich people at one of Bruce Wayne's uh, official Wayne Industries party. Are they together? Do people know they're an item? And if so, what does that mean? Yeah, well, it from what I got of it, it looks like Selena is like like working quote unquote for bruce like they've yeah. made like as like his like like vp assistant or something because she's the <laughs> one like smoozing these these uh, young investors to like invest in bruce's uh rebuild fund yeah she looked very official and i'm like yeah does she work for wayne industries in an official capacity does does she have a business card does she get like uh what is, does she get paid does bruce write her a paycheck so she doesn't have to steal things <laughs> Although she wants to steal, I actually like that, where she's like, Bruce, it's very hard for me not to rob all these people. <laughs> yeah, all these jewels here. Yeah, you know my kleptomania that we never actually dealt with in the Tom King run that's going to be a problem because I clearly have a problem? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get a who's who of super assassins who have been called to uh, Gotham to work on some sort of job. You got Deathstroke, you got, uh, what is it, Cheshire, yeah. and Merlin, who I'm glad they don't call Malcolm Merlin. I'm glad he's just Merlin. Yeah, Merlin, Mr. Teeth. Yeah, some new characters, Gunsmith and Mr. Teeth. Mr. Teeth looks horrifying. <laughs> they sure do. Boy, uh, you you forget for a second that Tynan and his teacher, Snyder, uh, cut their teeth in comics writing horror stories yeah. until you see stuff like this and you're reminded. Yeah, Gunsmith, though, looks, just looks like a patriotic grifter. I mean, he, Gunsmith looks exactly like how you imagine a guy named Gunsmith would look. <laughs> yep. 
I bet he loves chicks in America. Yeah. I bet you know he has a very. I bet he has a lot of like buckheads on his wall. If he's he went he's to got his a house. he's got a Chevy with like a "Don't Tread on Me" sticker on the back, and then a, nah, and his back window nuts. is a Confederate flag. And of course, even though he wears an American flag yeah. as part of his costume, he does both and doesn't see a problem with no, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, what is it? His radio is always tuned to Rush Limbaugh all the time. <laughs> he's a super assassin oh as someone in the chat is saying when did deathstroke get resurrected i think in his own book i know they killed him in his own book and replaced him for a little bit i think he came back near yeah. the end i know people were were getting i i didn't find anything problem with it but they were getting upset with like his costume because it's like kind of more classical deathstroke mm. whereas and i think in the in, like the in the end of his book he had like the icon suit or something right yo that's right the icon suit i forgot that that was a whole big thing they were doing the icon suit is too powerful to, for him to have in any book that's not his own yeah so what what did you i actually really liked it but what did you think about the um the little bit of like bat god that was sprinkled in here with him being ahead of everyone oh, i actually yeah. kind of liked it because it was explained it wasn't just oh he's batman it's explained and also it's tying in trying to set up my batman is different my batman uses more technology which mm -hmm. he really did here he went the full james bond yeah he's got a new vehicle which i think people are saying is the one from the lego batman film i heard that too and it is kind of like that because it's basically a transformer yeah we don't properly see it in this first issue but yeah it, it kind of gives me that idea that it w was that one the night hopper which i'm like that's cool i can dig that yeah he's got these little orbs that like project his shadow and and corral that villains cool. that was pretty cool that you know criminals are a superstitious and cowardly lot so i'm gonna make each individual villain think i was chasing after them that way they'll think they're special <laughs> it was very fun i like to he beats up deathstroke in between the panels yeah yeah when we cut back deathstroke's got a batarang in his eye and arrows in him and everything that was a nice touch i'm like thank you we've seen these two characters fight so much in their own book in each other's books thank you for just dispensing with the fight because again it's like we've seen this so much yeah deathstroke had a pretty cool line where where he came we find out that he just basically came to gotham because he wanted to see if batman had this death wish that he'd heard of mm -hmm. that he has now after bane made a fool of him yeah, bane made you soft yes <laughs> no he didn't thomas yeah. wayne did but really uh, tom king did but yeah there you go and and james tynan's like nah man nah he's over it. he's good <laughs> <laughs> he ain't letting this get him down then of course we get the the big mystery stinger that seeks to tie all this together and that is that you know uh bruce wayne not batman independently of batman which i like bruce wayne has pissed off some shadowy individual who doesn't like his whole urban renewal effort and is somehow tied to selena because they're enacting like one of selena's perfect crimes which as mm. they say begun with five killers coming to gotham which is something mm. she she's obviously had planned or something yeah maybe this is uh what, what was her what was her what was her friend's name that ting king t something oh. with and then did nothing with oh holly robinson yeah maybe it's her yeah, Holly Robinson, who was a character back in, like, the old Frank Miller days and everything. She's she's the prostitute who stabs Batman. Yeah. 
maybe maybe that's her plan too just to get batman in a situation where she can stab him again <laughs> that's his weakness prostitute he knives kind of, she she keeps doing it too she did it in the king run too and yeah. i'm like why why does batman have this weird blind spot for this girl who keeps stabbing him <laughs> and like keep almost killing him too like she almost kills him in that story yeah like yeah she, she she was a bit more successful in almost like bringing down batman than like bane was <laughs> Yeah. Nothing, nothing beats the hobo life stabbing folks with my hobo knife. <laughs> that's that's Batman's new villain, the hobo. He's got a bindle on his back that he swings around, <laughs> stabs people with his hobo knife. <laughs> this is this is why I can't write comics, everyone. I'm, I mean, come on, if the Viking can be a villain, the hobo can be a villain. <laughs> I loved that Viking from Detective Comics too. That's so that was pretty cool. Golden. That's so Golden Age comics, and now Batman is gonna fight a man dressed as a Viking. <laughs> but yeah, Batman '86 definitely gets our uh, seal of approval. Enjoy it while you can, because apparently 5G is gonna fuck up a bunch of these books now and completely change the writing team. And we might be getting John Singleton, the five years of slave guy, coming on to write the next run. Hey, it could be pretty good. It could be. I'm definitely going to give these 5G books a chance. I mean, I have to, because if, if I don't, we're not going to cover anything DC on our, our channel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what are we going to do? Just stop reviewing everything DC because they changed all the heroes? <laughs> that would be too petty. Yeah, not not on our watch there. Although I'm sure some people will, but, you know, we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. Uh, what else did you have this week, Matt, that you wanted to talk about? Uh, I had uh, The Rise of Kylo Ren issue two oh shit i didn't read this one yet i did read the first one but i did breeze through this one so do tell yeah so this picks up almost immediately after the last issue and we we learn a little bit more about the knights of ren we see the first uh confrontation that ben had with them which was when he and luke and law santeca were going to a uh jedi temple like excavating and taking the artifacts and stuff and yeah they met them we got to see luke kick some ass he absolutely destroys mm. them <laughs> absolutely cool looking fight i was just breathing through and i'm like ah this is luke at the height of his power yes it was it totally was and it's like where is this in the films i wanted to see this yeah I, I i again you know not not to dig up old biz but i liked wise uh final days uh luke but uh, yeah it looked cool also uh ren the leader of the knights of ren takes off his mask yeah and he's jeffrey epstein yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm like, I thought or Anthony Bourdain. Okay, thank, yes, more Bourdain than Epstein, but yes, you're absolutely right now. That's that's who he looked like. Hey there, I'm uh, I'm Ren, and this is Parts Unknown. We're going to be going across the galaxy, uh, having the finest foods, telling cool stories. Uh, but yeah, yeah, he, he kind of tempts, tempts Ben, because Ben, like, while he was a Jedi, he, he kind of kind of hated his uncle for, like, because he, he thought his uncle was like um like reining him in not letting him do what he could do not re reaching his full potential and he saw luke as weak for how, not that how, how very anakin of him yeah very again he's his own bloodline it makes sense mm -hmm. um it's, it's it's like poetry so that it rhymes yeah, yeah, what we yeah. actually mean at this time um so like between like snoke and this friend guy they like manipulate him and then in the present time ben returns after destroying the temple returns to that place to pick up the ren's helmet and like talk to him and uh they they're gonna meet but then he, but first he's got to go kill those jedi padawans 
I liked the picking up the mask thing. And again, I just like breezed through the book before we started. I like that he picks up the helmet because it's like, ah, even at a young age, young Ben Solo had a creepy <laughs> mask fetish. <laughs> yeah, he liked those creepy masks. He couldn't tell anyone about it. He kept meeting creepy older Force users on the Force net. <laughs> and he kept getting baited into going to meet them, be it Snoke or Ren or anybody else. <laughs> Yes. I, I like this is just canon that Ben Solo's a bit of a dumbass. <laughs> it's a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, he, he um, yeah, it's just really interesting. I, I like seeing him being manipulated by these guys. It's like, it's very obvious manipulating, but then they're playing to like yeah. what Ben wants, where he wants just power and kind of like what Anakin yeah. wants. He wants to be able to use his power, save everyone, all that sort of stuff. I, again, being easily manipulated isn't a bad character trait if no. that's a consistent character trait and with with uh kylo ren it clearly has shown he is susceptible to flattery he is susceptible to all these other things he didn't have a strong father figure in han and so that, he's just endlessly chasing father figures that, that that's like another thing like because uh, we learned that like he hates the name ben solo because first it's named oh. after ben kenobi and because of that he that's right he, everyone thinks that he's meant to be like that which means he's got this mm. pressure of like he's meant to be a legend as then he's meant to be a solo so and he even he knows that that name isn't han's real name like that's a no, fake name it so it's a, it's a lie in itself like his father is a mm -hmm. liar so he hates yeah, that as well can you can you be the coolest person in the world i didn't think so <laughs> Maybe what you should really do is try and be like your uncle Chewie is what you mm. should be like. He's clearly the best role model. It's like that thing, never meet your heroes. Never meet your heroes, absolutely. Again, too, proof that Chewie is the best role model. He survived all three trilogies, <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Chewbacca, best role model. Although maybe not, because then they say in one of those uh, art books, like, oh, Chewbacca takes up a politically neutral stance in the Star Wars. And I'm like, they enslaved the Wookiees and made them mine spice. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, no, no. That's literally <laughs> alien cotton picking. We, oh, yeah, he's so we, politically we, we neutral. Had a, we, had a movie where, we had a movie where he was tied into the bottom of a mud puddle yeah. by these, like, evil to, people. But, to, oh, they're all right. They're misunderstood. To, to eat prisoners of war. Although maybe Chewie really wanted to eat prisoners of war. I don't know. <laughs> How old is Chewbacca? I think he's like 200 odd years old or something. They mention it in Rise yeah. of Skywalker, although knowing that film, that's probably fucking inaccurate as it's fuck. It's probably incorrect, yeah, or like or, or like half right. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, Chewbacca, he just wanted to have a simple life. He just wanted to celebrate Wookiee Life Day, tear the arms <laughs> off some stormtroopers. Yeah, they, they, they uh, what is it, kicked down the door to his house and hassled his family on Life Day. How do you stay neutral at that point? Yeah, yeah. You think Art Carney was politically neutral on these stormtroopers? <laughs> I don't think so. You think B. Arthur was politically neutral when they shut down her bar? <laughs> hey, Wookiee Life Day is canon now again, thanks to the Mandalorian. <laughs> Which I fucking love. Please, please, Mandalorian, do a Wookiee Life Day special. Please let that be an episode in season two where he goes to Kashyyyk during Life Day. <laughs> hey, John Favreau wants to do another holiday special. I say let him. Please let him. Oh, and little baby Yoda will put on a little uh, red cult hood and everything for their for their <laughs> ritual, for their godless ritual. <laughs> and then they'll sing. They'll sing the songs of the Wookiee people. <laughs> Which is just the Star Wars theme song. <laughs> da, 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 love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
oh man speaking of disney plus did you hear the thing uh this genuinely surprised me that apparently they're like stealthily taking away some stuff oh really yes apparently they lost home alone and like one other thing which didn't, naturally people didn't they just that this put home alone on there though yes they did and i guess they didn't fully own the rights to it because i'm sure a lot of people assumed that this was going to be the opposite of netflix where netflix at least tells you every month like okay you know we're we're letting this lapse we're losing this show but we're getting mm -hmm. this thing and we're making our original content you assume with disney plus the idea is is that everything they have on there they own lock stock and barrel mm -hmm. yeah apparently apparently not though okay Apparently, some stuff they just kind of own. Oh, oh wow. Okay. Well, then why do you, you would think they'd, they'd like vet the things they put up on there? It's like, oh, we'll put Home Alone up on there. Oh, no, we don't own the rights. Oh, well, it's been up for two weeks and it's doing really well. Uh, just take it off. Don't tell anyone. Maybe they just wanted it up for the Christmas season for the yeah, launch. Maybe. And, yeah. like, look, and like, look, I don't care that much about Home Alone. It's not like I'm going to be watching that one all the time. I usually only watch that one around Christmas anyway. But still, that's a, that's a real thing of like, oh, so you don't own everything you say you do. And you also didn't tell people people had to figure this out and catch you doing it. Yeah, that, like you said, like Netflix and all that always put out lists of what like what's coming and what's going. No, yeah. They should probably do that. Maybe they maybe because they just don't. They have a lot of stuff on there, but maybe they don't have a lot of stuff they can put on there at the moment because yeah. their original sure. program is still being made. Uh, Cyborg Soldier brings up an amazing fact that I totally forgot about, and that is, uh, what is it? Maybe that means that Home Alone show is canned. Yeah, remember they were going to make a Home Alone show? Really? Yes, that was the thing there. I was that back that when article. like Home Alone 3 or 4 came out? No, no, no. This was like this was like new news this year. They were oh, going to make okay. a show. Oh, wow. Okay. And everyone was like, how the fuck are you going to make a Home Alone series? They can't break into this kid's house every day. <laughs> sure they can. <laughs> His parents have to figure out eventually. <laughs> <laughs> you see they're remaking um, Saved by the Bell? I did see that, yeah. Why? No, please. Sure, Unless Dustin Diamond's on there trying to hawk his fucking sex tape. Oh, oh yes, please. Please let him be like the creepy janitor. Hey, the kids, principal. you want to see a movie? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, there's places they could go with that. <laughs> Chat saying, too, yeah, there's also going to be a Chucky TV series as well, made by the original Chucky yeah. creator fitting into his original Chucky continuity. Which has me upset because I like that new Child's Play film. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I Again, as a lot of people said, the main problem with that Child's Play film was that it was called Child's Play. If it was yeah. called literally anything else, it probably would have succeeded better on its own merits than having to be compared. Yeah, and Mark Hamill voiced, a, voiced Chucky. I mean, really, you add Mark Hamill to anything, and I'm just going to love it that much more. <laughs> the funny thing about the Chucky series is that one guy has owned the rights to it for so long and has done yeah. like one like like continuous continuity fest from like the first one to the show now that's coming out and everything i'm like that's pretty cool most people don't stay involved with their creation that much hey it must be all he has going for him i mean that's true he can go to every horror convention he can sell the dolls chucky is very very uh marketable very so that's pretty good uh what else do we got here for comics this week uh oh we have the new x-force yes read that yeah, this was a fun one. The continuation, we had a great cliffhanger. Uh, Logan got his friggin' uh, body cut in half, and poor Kid Omega got his head cut off. 
by yeah. a closing portal showing that we're getting into some fucking the fly territory yeah yeah that, that that was pretty cool and then we got domino who because her powers are watered down has to like find a roundabout way to get there yeah i i like that where it's like okay how do you have domino on the team when literally nothing can hurt her yeah we've dampened her powers a little bit but we have a story reason for it and it's made her a little crazy too i love that the strike team for x-force this issue is like all right so the rules are we're not supposed to kill anybody but we're a secret clandestine team of secret mutant police so we're kind of above the law so long as we leave no witnesses <laughs> that's the thing i i like that they're like they had that talk about like the cia and everything and uh in the last issue and and then that kind of plays out like that here with it where, where beast is now like kind of like the moral center of the team yes. a little bit like kind of keeping them all in check make sure they don't brutalize the people too hard as a as a percy said when he was selling the book x forces of two parts the, the brain side of the team and the bronze side of the team yeah. and already hercules and athena <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And those two sides are already clashing against each other now with Beast being like, don't kill everyone. Okay, well, kill people if you want, but like save one so we can interrogate that person. Yeah, and they, yeah, they've got the interrogation side of things where they're literally waterboarding it in someone in like Krakow and Guantanamo Bay. Psychically waterboarding. Again, we are, we are above the law. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I like that guy's, that guy that they, they, uh, they caught uh, how he says it's like well mutants now are the one percent like you've never been that but yeah. what happens to the one percent is you get targeted like no matter that, who you are you'll get targeted that was a very interesting take and the fact that beast is even a little bit shocked where it's like whoa, 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 whoa. you mean someone attacked us and it wasn't a politically motivated attack yeah yeah I, and i love that again that kind of feeds into that whole arrogance that the mutants have been built these mutants have where they think like every attack is going to be politically motivated Personal. these people hate us because they're going to attack us and so when something like this happens they like kind of caught off guard they're at a bit of a loss although really it kind of was because they were you know paid bit, yeah. through back door by the peacock guy so it's like well yeah. okay it wasn't it wasn't you're only <laughs> half right but yeah that's that's cool i i like that this book is dealing with some interesting ideas heck the whole back half appendices is basically benjamin percy being like hey so let's talk about mercenaries in the military industrial complex for a minute <laughs> yeah that was pretty good and i'm like boy this this hits really hard right now especially when the president of a certain north american company is saying like yes and i will take money from my army and i can do whatever i want <laughs> yeah how about that <laughs> <laughs> how about that uh what else did you have matt uh, I had Shazam issue nine. I had this one as well. This was a damn good issue. Boy, was it. I, I love that for a second there you think like, oh, you know, uh, Black Adam and the Seven Sins in a fight in the street. Man, this comic is getting really serious and really dark and everything. And then as soon as that happens, boom, John snaps his fingers. And no, 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 we're back to childlike whimsy and adventure. Yeah, Wizard of Oz and the Cheshire Cats trying to kill people and stuff like yep. that. <laughs> I've actually been saying uh, Was Underland's wrong the whole time. I thought it was Was Underland. Oh no, it's God. Was Underland because keep, it's Wizard of Oz and Wonderland. I keep getting that word. I kept saying Wonderland. I kept wanting to say Wonderland and then Woes in the Land. <laughs> it's, it's a messed up word, and I didn't even know that was the gimmick until we got there. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, John's drops a very cool little wording where he's like, yeah, you know, this is the Wizard of Oz and Wonderland fused together. That happened after a crisis. Yeah. <laughs> that affected the magic lands. So you mean to tell me even children's books, like even fictional children's <laughs> universes, can have crises? Yeah, yeah. Crisis on infinite fairy tales. Which, wow, that's kind of amazing. And also, like, there's been more than one DC crisis, which means there's probably been more than one children's literature crisis. I also like that we're kind of dropped in, we're dropped into the middle of this world, like, mid-story. So we get, like, to hear, yeah. we hear, like, oh, the Tin Man was killed by the Queen of Hearts. And mm. the White Rabbit is on a quest to, like, return his axe to the the scarecrow the scarecrow has been put in charge of munchkin land but the munchkins hate him because he's a fucking idiot yeah like it's like <laughs> yeah, just a... dropped in the middle of this i'm like this is so interesting there's a lot to digest i'm like man there's like a whole other comics worth of content here was jeff johns writing this at one point and just said i'll put it in here yeah i think he probably was <laughs> That's that's funny. DNG in the chat. So is a minor crisis just called a conflict? Yeah, let's go with that. I like that. A conflict. Conflict on infinite Earth. <laughs> Final disagreement. <laughs> there you go. Heroes in conflict. <laughs> yeah, numerous conflicts. <laughs> love it. Love it to death. Uh, it's it's funny too. A uh, wizard Shazam shows up in this very same issue, and Billy asks a question that I didn't even ask at first, and that is, "Hey, wizard Shazam, how the fuck are you alive? <laughs> you told you you died. I saw you die." <laughs> and they're like, "We'll explain later." Yeah, you know. But now you must I, choose. <laughs> loved that moment too, where it's like, "Look, Billy, the the power that you have is tied to your very heart, and you're being torn between two families right now." So you need to decide, do you want to go with your dad or your foster siblings? And each of them make very good arguments as to why he should go with the other person. They do, they do. It wouldn't make it an easy choice. But yeah, in the end, he's, he's able to choose both. Because that's his power and that's, you know, what Shazam do. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. What a, what a positive, feel-good story this Shazam book is. Yeah, and that means Mr. Batson's now the seventh champion. Which is really cool, because usually we have children's becoming adults. Now we have an adult who wields that power. What's that going to mean? Yeah, an adult becoming a slightly larger adult. Slightly bigger adult. I, I like a lot of people in my comment section, too, said it's nice that they didn't try and pull a, oh, Billy's dad is actually bad, or like he's an actual... That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought they were going to, like, give him the power, and he was going to turn... He was going to be the seventh it. champion, but yeah, he was going to start abusing the power and, like, turn evil. Or, or I had another thing where he was going to be the... Somehow possessed by that, that Captain Marvel that tried to get Billy oh, to free him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, how freaking cool is that? The Captain Marvel family is alive in this yeah. universe. Well, they're technically dead, but they are in. They are alive in a universe of the dead where all dead yeah. things go. They police their own universe. <laughs> I love that a whole lot. I'm like, man, I would read a whole story about them, actually. Yeah, but the we can't that legally can do that. <laughs> but we can't legally. We'd have to call them, like, Captain Death or Captain Dark World. Yeah. Which I'd be cool with that. But yeah, Shazam is great. It sucks they keep delaying that book the way they do because it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. When's the next issue coming out? In like 10 months or something? Yeah, something like that. No no friggin' clue. But yeah, that uh, that book is awesome. Support it while you can because it seems that everyone at DC Editorial is doing everything in their power to murder that book. Which sucks because we've got Superboy Prime coming up. 
And also, what the fuck are you going to do for a movie sequel if you have nothing to take from? And Johns is literally writing the direct sequel to that movie. <laughs> what will you adapt then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. uh, what else did I have this week? Ooh, I had the Immortal Hulk. Ooh, tell me about Immortal Hulk and his Metal Gear plan. Uh, shockingly, they put the Metal Gear stuff on the back burner this issue, and it actually returned to, like, and now back to your regularly scheduled smashing is what this <laughs> one kind of was. But in a cool way, because it's like, no, 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 all that stuff we set up before still matters, but now we've got these extra little layers to it. So basically, <coughs> Dario Agger knows he can't beat the Hulk in a fight, mm -hmm. so he recruits a bunch of monsters from Monster Island. Okay. And he gives them cool code names like Harryhausen and Bradbury. Ah, uh, that's funny. And Lovecraft. I'm like, oh, famous monster creator slash writer slash directors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and his whole deal is like, look, so, you know, we need to pick the perfect moment when the Fantastic Four and the Avengers are all off Earth. Then I'm going to have my monsters attack uh, different cities all over the world, meaning that the Hulk will be forced out of his hidey hole, but also forced to fight me during the daytime. No. Okay. Because Agger's put together that the Hulk is weakest during the day, but uh, Doc Samson actually has a whole conversation with Betty where he's like, yeah, so it used to be Joe Fixit could only come out at night, but now he's come out in the day and he's actually a lot nicer now, probably because he's made peace with Banner inside their shared brain. And now Devil Hulk is coming out during the day too. Does that mean Banner is actually rubbing off on his other personalities and making them better? Or are they just fucking with him and rubbing <laughs> off on him? <laughs> That's interesting because, yeah, they had that bit in Incoming where he was talking with Doc Samson how Joe Fixit has taken over Bruce's body and he was kind of upset about it because he, he wanted to be all-powerful but he has to be this meek, like, human. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought that was pretty cool. That's that's totally what they're referencing. And they even bring up Betty, too, where it's like, yeah, you know, everyone's so obsessed with Bruce and what's going on with him because he might have the devil inside him and he might destroy the earth and everything. No one cares that Betty got shot in the head, turned into a harpy, is acting all cold and distant, and no one's asking her her problems. <laughs> oh, the Rick effect. The Rick effect, literally. And we now know 100% she only actually turns into the harpy when Bruce is around. Oh, okay implying or what i got from it is like oh so the harpy personality is coming out to protect betty from bruce because you know he's viewed as a threat because every time he's around she gets her heart broken or gets shot in the head or her father goes to prison or something it'll be really interesting to see if they actually use that as like a like an indicator so like i could see them doing something where they think oh no, bruce is back now he's fine he's fine but like betty doesn't turn into like a harpy and that's like an indicator where it's like, oh, that's not Bruce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Al Ewing just doesn't write stuff for the sake of writing it. Yeah, I definitely feel that that's like, uh, what is it, planting a seed for later. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so uh, Immortal Hulk, one of the best books of last year, continues to be one of the best books now. Nice. Just when I think I know what this story is and know where it's going, Al Ewing's like, nah, fuck you, we're changing genres. <laughs> oh, that's good, that's good. I really expect in a couple of months where it's like, what's the book going to be now? It was a horror story. It was like a demons and monsters story set in hell. It was a cosmic <laughs> horror story. Then it became a political polemic. What's it going to be a year from now? Bollywood musical. Uh, sold. So Hulk in India, just, you know, dancing and having a great time. And it's like, make you believe this change so organically into a Bollywood story. <laughs> 
Hulka has to win a dance competition against the Wrecking Crew to save America <laughs> from America. <laughs> the only way. Did, did I did I did I talk about I talked about that uh, uh, Doctor Strange Surgeon Supreme book? Did I? No, no, you didn't actually. Although it's oh. actually the Surgeon Supreme stuff is kind of bleeding into what I'm reading uh, in Jane Foster Valkyrie because they've teamed up and formed the Magical Medic Squad. Yeah, yeah. In that, uh, I only brought that because you mentioned the Wrecking Crew because Wrecker is in that that first issue and he absolutely wipes I the floor that. with Doctor Strange. I heard that actually. That uh, what is it? Wrecker actually got a win for one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because he got a magical weapon good good for him man good for you and again after playing dungeons and dragons you know magical weapons are at least a plus one to plus three so i mean you know <laughs> it's gonna let him do so much more dps <laughs> they're gonna have to nerf wrecker in the next upgrade man because he's totally changed the meta with his magic weapons <laughs> uh dr strange basically respect you know he took uh the bad hands uh, deficiency but now he's you know got the good hands perk <laughs> So he's going to do so much better come Nationals, <laughs> come Evo. <laughs> Evo. Now, that's the story we need. We need Avengers go to Evo, and they just get really pissed off. They Oh, they should coincide it to when the new Avengers game comes out. They go to, like, yes. E3, and they get pissed because yes. other people are doing way better at the game than them. <laughs> Thor gets all pissed and, like, crushes the controller. It's like, bullshit, I say it. Oh, that'd be great. The God of Thunder would never lose to the likes. Let us fight in the parking lot. <laughs> but yeah, Hulk is good. <laughs> it is. It's really good. And Doctor Strange sounds good, too. Uh, what else yeah. did you have, Matt? I only had a couple more. Yeah, I've only got a couple more. I had Dial H for Hero issue 10. Oh, uh, yeah. This apparently has gotten really interesting because they've, like, crossed over, like, some Harley stuff and, like, some Wonder Twin stuff now. Yeah, no. Well, in Young Justice, all of the Wonder Comics books are now, like converging in that book that's um, insane i would never have thought that but yeah this issue miguel and summer are traveling the multiverse looking for the wire dial uh they travel mm -hmm. to all these different universes earth 2 is mentioned and seen which oh, is, shit. i appreciated um and it they lives up, in our hearts they end up heading to earth earth 32 which is uh the amalgamation universe where heroes uh -huh. from are like combined with each other so we got like superman and martian manhunter to form super martian and um <laughs> harley quinn and the anti-monitor of course oh shit that's very unexpected <laughs> which is what they're fighting when these heroes show up and um the heroes of this earth are aware that they're looking for that the wire dial which is on on their earth it's actually hiding in miguel the street because miguel is combined ah. with danny the street because on that universe miguel and summer are part of the doom patrol nice paul uh summer is uh, her character of lolo kiki which is the hero she turns into is com is combined with lobo <laughs> so this is a big strong woman um they yes, end up i saw the picture of that and it looked cool they end up finding the wire doll but then mr thunderbolt turns up and he, he starts manipulating uh miguel because one of the one of the great things about this comic is and i was kind of worried when it started off as when, when you use the age dial you become addicted to it you always mm. want to go back and be a hero because it's the best version of yourself and i thought they were going to go the route where like oh miguel's different he uses the age dial and isn't addicted to it and he's like mm. the only one who can control it and that sort of stuff but they don't go that route miguel the last couple of issues has been totally addicted to it and he just keeps wanting to change back keeps wanting to change back and um 
Mr. Thunderbolt plays on that because, uh, and he tells Miguel that he, Mr. Thunderbolt and the operator are the same person, Robbie Reed, mm. which was split by the Y dial. And then Ooh. again, we got a, we got an awesome page, which is a Mad Magazine fold over page where you fold oh, over the page nice. and it reveals and it reveals that. Um, and I miss what comics used to do that. Um, so he he manages to convince Miguel to use the Y dial to save the universe to go after the next dial, which is I think is the the black dial, which is on Apocalypse. And oh, to do that, he uses the Y dial, which it, all the dials do something different. The Y dial multiplies you and splits you. Right, right. So when Miguel uses it, he turns into Super Miguel, but then he becomes Reign of the Super Miguel. He gets a Cyborg, <laughs> Super Miguel, an Eradicator, a Steel, and a Super Miguel oh, boy. That's, oh, that's fun. Man, they sound like they're doing a lot with the Dial and, H universe. They've really and opened it up. The last page is a recreation of the Reign of the Superman cover with all these different, huh. like, peop- all these different um, counterparts that's wildly clever yeah it's oh, it's so cool it's such a damn good comic and it's got two issues left which i'm really upset yeah well i mean it sounds like it had a pretty damn amazing run i can't think any other dial h uh run that was this impactful or this you know yeah. uh what's the word ambitious except for maybe the first one yeah then they they spin they they've just appeared uh somewhere and that have just appeared in um young justice Oh, that's cool. Oh, right, because they're all part of the Wonder imprint, which I guess is Bendis's imprint. Yeah, they're all teaming up to um, uh, go after Star Labs. Right, right. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. People, uh, people in the chat were saying my camera was going on an acid trip there for a second, and yeah. it kind of was. Yeah, and it's calmed down now. It's now, coming, the, it's coming all... down. It's coming down. <laughs> coming down. It needs lots of water, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the colors of the rainbow, man. Uh, I read two last ones here. Uh, they were new this week, and they're both Spider-Man related. Uh, the first one was Venom. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Brock goes to an island to try and purge himself of the Venom and Carnage symbiote because the Carnage symbiote has infected the Venom symbiote, and now Eddie basically needs to recreate all his favorite scenes from the movie Rambo to uh, fight <laughs> the symbiotes that have turned against him. <laughs> It's like literally he has a suit up montage. He's got the bandana and the flamethrower. He it's it's really over the top, but really fun. That's great. And it comes to the point too where it's like, uh, oh wow, Eddie's actually matured so much that he's planning ahead. He's thinking of things that he never thought of before, and he's so serious about ending this symbiote threat because obviously he's a father now with a kid. He's willing to chop off his own arm oh, if it geez. means uh, what is it? If it means uh, saving his kid, man. It's it's the damnedest, <laughs> but uh, it's it's really short. It's basically exactly what I'm telling you. But it was fun. Cool. Uh, the other one was of course Spider Man, and uh, honestly, I was not digging that last arc of Spider Man with the clairvoyant and Doctor Doom and all this other stuff. I they liked kind it. Just say, eh, wasn't doing it for me. They save it in this issue though. Did you read this issue? I did read this issue. Yes. Boy, I liked this one. This was a this was a breath of fresh air to me. I did. I like that Peter was actually thinking about the consequences and like what like weighing up the options of having this device that could actually help him get ahead in not just his life but like stop all the catastrophes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm happy they straight up what is it invoke Civil War too, and it's like, well, didn't <laughs> the last time heroes have future crime? This started a huge war. Yes, but it's okay because uh, Spider-Man cleared it with the other heroes first. Yeah, Captain America gave him the AOK. 
Also, too, uh, what is it? The way he's using it, he's using it in a very clever way, too. He's not using it to try and stop all crime on Earth like Carol was. He's just using it to try and stop the same crime that he fights every day. They even get around the whole minority report, you know, charging someone for a crime they were going to commit thing by him using it only to stop people who have already committed crime so he could stay one step ahead of them. Well, not only that, they also very smartly put in a little thing there by Jamie, his work partner, where he says, was like, well, it's never going to give you a 100% positive mm-hmm. uh, result because that's mathematically impossible. That can't possible. literally exist. Thanks, Rick and Morty. <laughs> also, too, they put a nice ticking clock on this, too, where it's like, look, Spider-Man's not going to have this forever. It's already at 90% power, and he just can't have the Spider-Man 2099 come and power it back up again for him. Yeah, he's busy on his island. Yes, with Comic Book Girl 19. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that joke. <laughs> and again, it's like, well, what does Spider-Man do now that he has all the time in the world and now that he actually, you know, can do something for himself for a change? He has a nice date with Mary Jane, and it's very sweet. Yeah, they watched the Janet Van Dyne superhero makeover show, the season man, finale. I wish, <laughs> man, I wish that show was real. I would watch the <laughs> shit out of that show if it was real. <laughs> now, Mole Man, this just does not work together. Green is so out, dear. <laughs> You need to level your pussy up, girl. And Mole Man will be like, yes, yes, I do. How does one do this? Well, first off, uh, vertical stripes are very slimming. <laughs> and then he just has a new costume. Also, they, they keep uh, planting seeds about who Kindred could possibly be. They go on another interesting little rant. Yeah, again, Nora Winters appears in this issue, and so does Kindred. Yes, that's right. People are thinking there. Uh, it would be funny because obviously, you know, she dated a hobgoblin way back when, disappeared, had some adventures and came back. Uh, again, you know, uh, Kindred goes on about like, you know, oh, I was not only wronged by Peter Parker, but I was forgotten by Peter Parker, too. Mm-hmm. Again, is that them saying because she was a, what is it? She was forgotten as a character, Nora. <laughs> No, they they keep implying the character is way older. What with that uh, absolute carnage tie, and they imply that it was definitely someone Peter knew in the early days. Yeah, whoever that early. might be. Yes, yeah, some and someone. And again, someone. Uh, also, too, they remind us that Kindred totally has like demonic powers. Kindred's down with the devil because he summons fucking Sin Eater from hell. Sam yeah, Carter. Back to life. That was that was yeah. surprising. That was surprising back to life again because null also used him as a zombie although he didn't bring him back to life so much as he dug up his corpse <laughs> yeah <laughs> freaking stanley carter man he gets the rounds you're like uh you were the guy in death of gene dewolf so now you just keep coming back endlessly yeah <laughs> which is of course led people to think like oh what if kindred is gene dewolf mm, yeah possible it's possible what if we're I mean, like all right, we're all right and it's like a combination it's like not one person we, we do the murder on the Orient Express hot fuzz thing where it's like Kindred was yeah, never one person. all the people Peter forgot. All the people Peter forgot there. Yeah, there's a lot of really interesting plays. D&G, what if it's Alpha? I'm pretty sure I already <laughs> made that joke. What if Kindred was Alpha? That'd hey, be fucking funny. If they did that, and they, like, I, I'd leave it to Nick Spencer to make Alpha an actual good character. 
I, I would. I would totally agree. My money is still on George Stacy. I still mm-hmm. actually think mm-hmm. I think I think all the girlfriend drama is actually like a bit of a what is it like that's the red herring where mm-hmm. it's like yes he is talking about spider-man like a jilted lover but no not because kindred was one of spider-man's former lovers because he was the father of one of his lovers yeah he feels like spider-man betrayed his daughter or something yeah yeah i could see like that. you 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 told me you'd protect Gwen, but Gwen is dead. And also you keep doing this with other women in your life. You keep bringing them in and they keep getting hurt over and over again. Mm-hmm. I could see that. That'd be fun. And also, too, I mean, if they brought George Stacy back as a villain, everyone would be like, what? What? <laughs> and then immediately hate it because they're Spider-Man fans and they hate everything yeah. in the book. Look, I just, I just want everything to be the same but not different. <laughs> that too much to ask to everything for everything to be different but also familiar <laughs> i i had that, weird line. That, that's actually kind of like a good good segue into uh my daredevil review because i had that on there it's like uh, this is all too different i want he needs to be in his red costume swinging across the skyscrapers and like it's not what daredevil is but okay <laughs> and also here's the thing what daredevil's doing now that i've lost all hope i quit being daredevil yada yada yada. he does this every five to ten years too it's just this time no one outed his identity to get him to this point which yeah. actually makes it fresh and interesting and new and, and not just that the characters he's surrounded by in these recent issues with like cole north the storm winds wilson fisk like they're all interesting have interesting stories totally. going for them Man, I loved when Daredevil finally came face to face with Kingpin again because they've been apart for like the first half of this series, and the fact that they they couldn't have their minds on two completely different things. Oh yeah, yeah. Kingpin's just obsessed that Daredevil is back and he's gonna get yeah. killed by the city, whereas Matt just wants to see if he's like innocent. The first words out of Kingpin's mouth are so perfect when he sees Daredevil again. No, that's the first one. No, just no. And also, too, that, like, Kingpin's a little pissed at Daredevil. It's like, really, you're still just thinking about Hell's Kitchen. You're still, man, I'm playing three-dimensional chess. You're playing checkers. (laughs) And it's also a thing, too, of, like, okay, they met up this time and couldn't do anything for each other. But when they meet up again, maybe they'll finally know, oh, we haven't been fighting two different enemies we've actually all been fighting the same enemy i think that might be where it's headed because obviously like wilson has been slighted by the the storm winds and mm-hmm. matt and all that are now on their radar as well so i can i can just see them team having to team up and not only that having to team up with maybe like cole north as well like all these stories yeah. are just going to start converging yeah love it love it to death uh again zadarsky untouchable one of the best daredevil runs in years it's getting a ton of favorable uh comparisons to bendis's original daredevil run which again is like you know top five greatest runs of all Mm -hmm. time for the character and that's pretty goddamn good especially because the two way runs and the soul run were good on their own too yeah they were really good yeah and that this one's already like yep this is this is already like up here that's some good ass (laughs) shit uh did you have anything else because i basically talked about everything um i don't think so no i don't don't believe i did Alrighty then and then i guess we can start winding the show down that's that's almost been exactly an hour 30 as i sit and look at the clock <laughs> right now how how do we do that matt i swear we uh we don't plan it that way <laughs> So, uh, yeah, everyone, that'll just about do it for us in another episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we will be back again next week. As always, if you're a patron, 
Uh, you can uh, see the show first before anyone else. We try and get video and audio versions up for everybody. And uh, if you see uh, the show live with us, uh, like what we're doing right now, we'll also try and read your comments. I see DNG actually uh, turned in some of his new Twitch points to uh, get our attention. Uh, around a 24-hour period when Turner tried to uh, Zdarsky, but he tried. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Zdarsky uh, came back stronger than ever after literally showing his ass yeah. on Twitter. Yeah, did you see that uh, that that video Marvel put out about him? It was like a it was like a spotlight. Yes. They let him like do like the editing and everything, and it was just amazing. Wildly creative. That dude is changing the game. Uh, you got other writers like uh, trying to do the same stuff. And also, a uh, thank you, Party Pug, for the cheers too. As we begin to wind yeah. down the show. My favorite thing about Chip Zdarsky's ass is how everyone else was quick to use the Captain America's America's ass <laughs> over and over. <laughs> now, now, that's that's Marvel's ass right there is what that is, and you will you will not defame it <laughs> in any way. Dude, did you read Invaders? <laughs> All right, everyone. And on that note, I don't think we can do anything better than that. Thank you for coming out and watching and listening. Always appreciated. Uh, we'll be back again next week, same time. So, uh, yeah, be ready for that then. Yeah. Bye, everyone. <laughs>